Yay. So this week's episode comes with a disclaimer that I'm not an expert at this. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just giving you my thoughts and advice, just so you know. So my sister sent me a screenshot, and I shared it on the Instagram at BuzzGoesBee, that was of a couple different comments. So the first comment, I don't know what the original post was, but the first comment says, he says that he rents from himself. He bought his high-rise condo with his LLC and then rents from the LLC that bought it. Somebody else replied back with, makes sense as there are more things you can probably write off as a rental property versus owning a home. His LLC pays utilities, water, makes repairs, purchases appliances and furniture for the tenant himself. Any upgrades are deemed as business expenses. First of all, real estate investing is a whole, like it's, it's a topic for a whole series. Okay. There are whole series out there. There's lots of podcasts about it. There's books, there's websites, professionals at this thing. Like if you're curious to learn more, go down that rabbit hole there. It's a long rabbit hole and you can go many different ways once you start down it. Owning real estate tends to be a great long-term investment. Most of the time there is the recession issue and all that kind of stuff that happened once upon a time probably will happen again. Um, I haven't found anybody who has quit their job overnight because they make so much money from real estate. There is usually a really large upfront cost to investing in real estate and minus the cash flow on rent, getting your money out can be a little bit tricky and especially trying to avoid taxes on that money that you're pulling out. Back to this rental situation. My sister sent this to me and asked me my thoughts on it and if it was true and it's kind of a take on house hacking, which I think might be a future podcast because house hacking is, in my opinion, probably a better option if you were going to look for some some better money-making stuff, especially starting out in real estate investment. The first red alert on this situation, it sounds amazing. It sounds like a great deal and the tax benefits, there is a lot of truth to that. But first, let's talk about how to obtain the property under an LLC. In order to get a property, unless you have a big hunk of cash, you're going to need to get a loan. You're going to have to go to a bank and you're going to have to tell them, I want some money. And they're going to look into your background and everything else. If you go in and you say, I want some money so a business can purchase a piece of property, they're going to see you as a higher risk than if you're saying, I want to purchase a home to live in. Businesses tend to be higher risk because you can dissolve your business and your business kind of disappears. You can go after the people who own the business. You like the bank would have collateral of the property and things like that. But in reality, like a business can just dissolve and it's a lot harder to track things down. So you're a higher risk as a business. An individual, you're buying your, your primary property generally. And so they know that you want to have a place to live and it is just higher like risk for you, less risk for them because they want to know that you're going to keep a roof over your head kind of thing. So because you're a higher risk as a business, if an LLC were purchasing the property, they are going to charge you as such. First, they're going to require a much larger down payment, and then they're also going to charge a much higher interest rate. So the interest rate is what you pay. That's how the bank makes their money. That's also similar to interest rates. If you're actually with an account at a bank that earns interest, that's where that interest money is actually coming from is the bank lending out to other people, making money off of that, and then you get a kickback of that. In return, they're actually using your account's money to lend, and it's a whole thing on how banks work. 
Maybe I should find somebody who works at a bank and talk more about that. I need to figure out this interview process. Anyways, so let's just say that you have managed to get finance financing for this property. If you go through a bank and you do a business loan, you're going to end up paying more overall over the cost of over the length of the loan than you would with a personal one, but both of them are still going to charge interest and require down payment and all that stuff. Let's suppose you have a property, managed to purchase it with an LLC. As a landlord, you have to file taxes on your rental income. From what you can, well, from that, you can deduct expenses. So if you Google Schedule E form or Schedule E tax form, you will find what a Schedule E looks like. And that is what you attach to your personal tax filings, I guess. It's not really your tax return, but your tax filing for the year. And you will see the different categories listed on there for being a landlord. So things that you can deduct include advertising, cleaning and maintenance, insurance, management fees, mortgage interest. So that higher interest rate would get you less, like more deductions, but still not great that you're still paying that to the bank. Um, repairs, supplies, taxes, utilities, some other categories. And then the big one is depreciation. So depreciation is essentially the imaginary money lost by the wear and tear on the property. You get to deduct a percentage of the property value each year from the money that you make. Take your rent that you earn as a landlord, right? So your rental income, subtract all the deductions and the bottom line is what the IRS taxes. If it's less than zero, the IRS says you can roll some of that over to the next year, but it can never be less than zero. So owning rental properties cannot decrease your taxed amount from like what you earn at a job and all that good stuff, but it can be zero or it can increase it. Ideally, you want it to be zero so that way you're not adding to the amount of taxes that you're owing kind of thing. And you cannot claim losses on one property against a different property. So if you owned two rental properties and you make a lot on property A, but you have a lot of losses on property B, you get taxed on the income for A and you will be able to carry over the losses on B to the following year. So you, there's perks to owning multiple investment properties, but you can't claim the losses from one on the other. So if you have one property making you a ton of money, you're going to pay taxes on that. If you have one property that you have a bunch of losses on, you're going to be able to carry that forward on that property, all of good stuff. So this sounds like a plan, right? Like, why not purchase a property, rent from yourself, you can have all these tax deductions. That way you don't have to, like, you can decrease this amount of tax that you're paying, right? Except you get taxed on your income that you earn from working, and you get taxed on your rental income. So if you're paying yourself rent, you're actually getting taxed on the same money twice. If you're trying to save money on taxes, that is not the way to go, okay? It creates what's called phantom income. It's not really income that's there because you've already earned it once. It just looks like it's there on paper. So if you were ever to go apply for financing for another property later, and they're going to look at your income and how much money you make and be like, yeah, but look, here's my tax return. And they'll notice that you have rental income. And they're going to then probably ask you for a copy of your lease. And if you were smart, you would have a lease with yourself right? You'd have a lease with your LLC that's your landlord, even though you technically own the LLC. Then they're going to see that you're renting from yourself and that that's just phantom income and it's not going to help you at all. 
might actually make you look a little bit sketchy. Now, there is one exception to this idea being a bad one. So there's one exception that I can think of that would make it worth your time and effort to go through this whole process. If you have a business that is renting from your business. Okay, so let me explain. My friend um, is starting up a bakery, and so I'm going to use a bakery as an example. So if you buy a building under an LLC, let's call it Big Boss Properties, okay? Big Boss Properties LLC to be exact. And then Big Boss Bakery comes in and rents the space. You own both Big Boss Properties and Big Boss Bakery. The bakery is renting the building from Big Boss Properties. So Big Boss Bakery will make the money. They get to deduct business expenses from that income. So it lowers the amount that the IRS sees. The bakery's tax can be, like you can deduct from the bakery's income rent. That is one of the business expenses that you can deduct. That means that they are not being taxed on the rent that they're having to pay, whereas as an individual, you would have to pay that tax on that income. Does that make sense? Like the bakery, because it's a business expense, can write it off. You as a human, you're assumed that you're going to pay rent anyways, and so they don't get you, they don't let you write that off. Now, Big Boss Properties earns that rent, and they get to deduct the expenses of owning the building, including that depreciation. That means that their taxable amount for the building could be as low as zero, depending on how many expenses they have. Now, neither the bakery nor the property company, both owned by you, are paying tax on that rental money. Does that make sense? If you're worth the expenses, right. If Big Boss Bakery owned the building, they could deduct the mortgage interest and repairs, but then would owe on all of the income that would normally be offset by rent or depreciation. Because if you own the building, you don't necessarily get to depreciate it. It goes differently. It's, it's a thing. But technically, you as an individual could own the building, not an LLC, and you could still rent to your own business. So you could be the bakery renting from me, the personal individual. The benefit of having the LLC is it is supposed to protect your assets. So my understanding of an LLC is that it would protect your personal assets from your business assets. So let's say we're talking about this bakery, right? Big Boss Bakery, LLC. Somebody comes in, something happens. Let's say somebody gets food poisoning from something and they're going to sue you for everything that you've got. If it's bakery LLC, so Big Boss Bakery LLC, then they could sue the bakery. They could take the bakery for everything that they've got as a business. That would be, you know, maybe all of their equipment, any cash reserves that they have, any investments that the bakery has, all that. But they can't necessarily touch you as an individual. So if Big Boss Bakery did not own the building, Big Boss Properties did, then the person suing the bakery should not be able to come after and take the property because that's owned by a different business. If you, as an individual, owns the building and they sue the bakery, they are going after the bakery, not you as an individual, so they would not be able to touch the building either. Now the issue is if they sued because of the building, if it's in Big Boss Properties LLC, they can only touch whatever properties that business owns if it's you, they can come after whatever you own. So that could be your car, that could be your house, that could be 
anything in any of your bank accounts, stuff like that. So I believe that's that's how an LLC is supposed to help protect a business and protect an individual. In quick summary, then, this sounds like a really good idea. There are some tax benefits there, but in reality, you're actually getting taxed twice on the exact same income that you would be earning, paying rent with, and then earning as a landlord in rental income. But make sure if you like this podcast, make sure you subscribe, download all of that good stuff, share with a friend, send this to somebody who you think might find it interesting. Go do more research on uh, real estate investing. If it's something that interests you, there's lots of ways to do it. And yeah, follow me on Instagram at buzzgoesb. Send me things that you're curious about, tag me and stuff. Let me know what you guys want to know more about.